like what Kevin has done is what's keeping you broke, frustrated, and miserable. And I want you guys to understand that. And that's it. And you see that this man is working Tuesday through Friday, seeing anywhere between three to six people. It doesn't seem like he's burned out. Seems like he's doing A-OK. You guys, he's not five years into his business. June, July, August, September. Greg, I, I, I went full-time. Remember, I was still working part-time when I opened. I went full-time July 15th. So I've only been fully active for two months. You guys, I hope you all are getting this. If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the Wealth Code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. We are celebrating National Business Month. Listen, I'm just going to tell you all right now, this right here is going to be the episode. <laughs> like, y'all, Ken, I never said that for all the other episodes. <laughs> this is going to be an episode of the ages. There's no pressure on you, bro. Kevin Melendez, thank you so much for being on the Wealth Code Secrets and being a part of National Business Month. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. And honestly, I'm I'm learning. I've recently learned that uh, humility is actually a toxic trait. Uh, you know, like the, if you look at the definition of it, it's like you thinking you're a lower class than somebody, right? So, but we're always taught that. Like, but I, I've really kind of leaned towards being super confident, and and confidence is built on like keeping promises to yourself, right? Right. So I'm getting really confident because I've I've realized, man, for a lot of years I've kept I kept a lot of promises to myself. So versus arrogance is when you kind of lie to people about the, 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 the promises you didn't keep to yourself. You guys, we, so, already gems. we already get gems in this podcast. He's throwing it already. <laughs> hey, is this the first podcast you've ever done? Um, it, it, this is my, will be my second recorded, but it hasn't released yet. Okay. So this is yes. like, like, this is like one of the first, first two. Okay. You guys, you, you see this? Uh, this is from this morning. Uh, Kevin and I were talking via um, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Just saying a few things. And he was like, yo, man, like, yo, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this National Business Month. And I mm -hmm. got to tell people my story. You guys, mm -hmm. this is confidence. So many of you, your, your confidence isn't there. Like, your confidence isn't there. And you're mm -hmm. not giving yourself the ability to even have opportunities come into your life. Kevin, mm -hmm. let's talk about your story a little bit. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey. Why, why don't we go from, yeah, bro, start, us, start wherever okay. you want to start. And then let's bring it up to what is yeah. happening in 2022. Is that cool? Of course. You know, mine is, um, it's weird because I, I knew I wanted to be a physical therapist since, uh, since I was 14. So at a very young age, and very young age, Greg. And uh, my experience is very similar to most, I would say. I got injured, uh, uh, separated my shoulder playing, playing football. Uh, and, then, and then I did, and then I, I went to physical. This is actually, I, I'll mention this because it has a little tidbit about physical therapy. I did my first initial bout of physical therapy and didn't finish my plan of care. Mm. Right. My mom, I told my, Hey mom, how you feeling? She's like, oh, you know, or my mom was like, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm starting to feel okay. You know? Yeah. You know, it's feeling okay. I didn't finish plan of care. My mom saved money, quote unquote, co-pays. Right? right. Fast forward during basketball season, I'm playing against winter park, Florida. You know, I played in, in Orlando. If anyone knows winter park, they were the state champions for multiple years. They actually had doc rivers, son, Austin rivers, um, and a bunch of other good players. Uh, first half, I drop 15, and second half starts, a guy throws, I, I go to steal a pass, shoulder completely comes out, like a full separation. You can see my, you know, you can pretty much see my, 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 uh, my humors come down, and it was, it was bad in front of the crowd, and I put it back in myself. Wow. Like, it was because I wanted to keep playing. I'm an athlete. I'm competitive as all can be, like, super competitive. I'm going to keep playing. I'm keep playing. The more of the story is at the end of the at the end of the uh, the game, I couldn't play. By the way, I like I separated my shoulders, so I couldn't I couldn't go back in the game. I tried, but I sat down. My head was down. I was pretty much in tears. I thought my season was going to be over. Um, uh, Doc Rivers ended up randomly. He was in the stands. People were trying to get pictures with him. He walks up to me. I'm just this little kid on on the corner of the bench crying. Right, comes up to me and says, "Hey, you're playing a hell of a game. I look forward to you getting healthy and back and back." back playing 
Wow. He had no reason to do that. No reason. I didn't know the guy. Yeah. Greg, I didn't, I, there was no reason. Right. Wow. And that moment catapulted me to say, I'm going to do this right. I'm wow. going to recover wow. the right way. Right. So I, uh, so shout out to doc. He probably would never hear this, but I, or if you do, you know what? Thank you. Cause you, you helped the little kid out, man, for real. Um, so I went back, we, I got my, my, my surgeon or my orthopedic surgeon was like, Hey, uh, your shoulder's not going to get worse. So you can either finish the season off or you can uh, get surgery tomorrow. I, me being competitive, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing. Right. right. We had nine games left. My shoulder would come out every single game. Mm. It just didn't, it just mattered whether it was in the first quarter or the fourth quarter, it would come out. Right. At the end of the, yeah, it was wild. Greg, it was crazy. That's crazy. And, <laughs> so I separated 10 different times and then I got my surgery and then finished my plan of care of physical therapy after that. My shoulder's never been better since then. Right. Wow. So I was 14 years old. And at that point, this is where I guess the reason why I say that story, at that point I became obsessed with, with um, wow, this is this form of medicine of movement and exercise can really uh can really do something. Right. So at 14, I started doing observation hours. Right. I didn't know it was observation hours. I used to just tell my mom, hey, can you can you drop me off at PT so I can be there for a few hours? Right. And then roll around 16. I ended up uh, severely herniating my L1, L2 uh, and I ran cross country. I, I did the number one. Uh, Greg, you know this. What's the number one risk factor for injury is either it's overuse and also uh, re-injury. Right. Or injury history. So I overuse my, 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 my back. I, my schedule when I was 16 years old was. I'll wake up at five o'clock. I would go to our school gym, shoot for an hour before, before school started. Cause I was lucky enough to have uh, access to the gym. I would go to school. And then after school, I ran eight to 12 miles. And then after that, I would do homework and then play ball for a couple hours. And then I worked at the local gas station from eight to 12 PM. Right. I did that for about eight months, eight months at 16 years old. Right. No one told me to do it. I just, I was always, I've always been, I've always just kind of had this driven kind of personality of like, I want, I, I want to get to where I want to go. Um, severely herniated uh, my O1L2, went to therapy again, finished my plan of care. Fast forward my senior year, I ended up getting offered a couple D2 scholarships D and, and uh, ability to play D3. Declined. I said, you know what, let me go. I want to do this physical therapy thing educational wise. Again, I always knew what I wanted to do. Right. So once I graduated my undergrad, I went into um into pt school and i purposely chose a hybrid program which is a nova southeastern hybrid right. program yep and the reason why i did that greg because people used to hey why are you doing that you can go traditional you can go three years versus four years well this is where this is what people don't realize i purposely chose a year longer so i can that a class and a half less a semester i would focus on business mm. So I would, I, I felt justified to go, okay, if I'm taking a class and a half left, less, I'm going to read books on business, read podcast or listen to podcasts, like ironically, like yours, right? Like this is where I ran into a, a lot of the stuff that you did. And I was aware of like uh, the way, like there was people out there that would be able to share this content with me. So I had the ability to digest it while I was in school and didn't felt justified doing so, especially knowing what I wanted to do. Mm. So uh, I finished grad school. I do my rotations where I gained a lot of skills, as you should during your rotations. More importantly, again, confidence of knowing that the difference between me at an entry level and someone who had been in there for 10 years, of course, there's a gap in skills. But more importantly, there was the only really thing that separated us is, the, is whether you cared or not. Right, right, right. That was the biggest differentiator was whether you cared about the person or not. Right. Um, and so that gave me the confidence, again, to go maybe maybe I can do this sooner than later, open up my own clinic. And then there's this random person on my Instagram that scrolls that, that I, that I listen that says these words. Let me, let me, I don't, I don't want to misquote you, but it, let's paraphrase it. Hey, have you ever thought about opening a clinic right out of PT school? Greg, you said that. And I, and it, my thought process was all along. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do travel PT for five years. I'm going to learn all the systems. I'm going to learn all the, all the, um, all the EMR systems, you know, all the uh, equipment, all this stuff, how different layouts are and this, 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 this and that. And then five years later, I'm going to open up my clinic. And then you said those words. And when you said that, I said, wait, is it possible? Is this really? Hold up. Hold up. 
fast forward, uh, I, I um, actually failed my, my license exam in July. Two months later, I ended up taking again in, in October. I passed that one all throughout, still focusing, knowing what my game plan was at the end of the day was opening up my own clinic. I opened it up come May 4th, that next year. So eight months after uh, graduating. May 4th, you opened up your clinic. I had to. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. What has happened since then? Since then, uh, man, it, I guess it depends on the, on the context of that question. Specifically, you mean like uh, in profit? Yeah, with your business. Have, have people, you're, you're less than a year out of school. Mm-hmm. Have you actually gotten people to pay you? <laughs> um, thankfully, yes. I realize, uh, so context, just like anyone who, does, who works in traditional outpatient, you're typically, I worked uh, 10 to 12 hour shifts. Um, and Mike and that company uh, actually cared about customer service. So we only really saw a max of like two people per patient, but that's still 20, you know, 20 to 22 people a day, you know, 20 to 24 people a day. On a busy day, I see five. Right? Busy day, I see five. You making five bucks? You making five bucks a day or you making more than that? What, what you making? <laughs> I, I don't even know. You know, the math isn't, you can't even do the math because, um, I, it's I'm in the problem solving business, right? So therefore, if I solve their problem faster, then the math is different, right? Mm, mm. Kevin, let's right? talk. Let's talk. Hold <laughs> on, I'm gonna put down a lot of things that you already said. Yeah, guys, you guys, this is gonna be a masterclass. I'm, I'm. Kev knows how much I charge, and he just, <laughs> he, and he literally just said, "What did you say before we started the podcast?" Um, which what which part? Which part? I want to make sure. You said I undersold. What it oh. is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, great. I said, great. You completely undersold it. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm, 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 about, I'm about to give you all a little, I'm going to give you all a little training. Just a, just a couple things that, that Kevin said. I, I need to hit these things because, Kevin, what I want to do with this podcast is I know this is going to inspire a lot of new grads mm-hmm. to start asking themselves some different you know, questions when it comes to business. Yeah. But I also want people to understand that it's not an accident. Your situation, what your your experience right now is not an accident. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, becoming the person that you need to be in order to do the things that you need to do so that you can have the things that you want to have in your life. <laughs> Let's go back to what Kevin said at the age of 16. Even before that, he's here playing basketball. He is doing things at a very high level. He is working hard. He's in school. He's training hard. He's working from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at a gas station. He's doing whatever he needs to do. You guys, like the standards of Kevin Melendez were high even before this whole (laughs) physical therapy thing came around. I want to be very honest with you all that are listening right now. Every single thing that Kevin's about to tell you of what has happened in his life, it can happen for you as well. But you have to raise your standards. Many of you need to pay a mentor. Many of you need to pay to be in a circle of people, but it doesn't have to be my circle. You just need to be in a very high level circle of people because you have no concept of the standards that it takes to win in this world. You don't. You've never been around it. You've never immersed yourself in it. You've never competed at a high level. And you're like, well, that means I can't do it. No, 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 you can't. (laughs) No, no different than what Kevin said when this was a, about a year-ish ago where mm-hmm. I put out this video and said, you know, you could open up a practice coming right out of school. He didn't know. Like, you guys, your ignorance is the biggest expense that you have, just mm-hmm. not understanding. Okay, that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I wanted to say is that even with Kevin not necessarily thinking he was going to have a practice right out of school, mm-hmm. he strategically went into a hybrid program because here's what, and this is one of the biggest questions that we we get asked all the time or what people think they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait till I finish PT school. So (laughs) then I start to learn about business. And that's not how it works right there. tells me your lack of respect for business (laughs) is you're telling me that, Hey, you know what? I'm willing to obsess for three, three and a half years for a physical therapy program. 
And then after what I'm, and then when I finish school, it's not like I'm going to go and obsess for three, three and a half years to go do business. No, I'm going to start treating patients. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to play around with business on the side, da, 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 da. So if you guys want to open up a clinic coming out of school, you have to understand that you have to start this process from now. Mm -hmm. Start learning about it, et cetera. You got to start doing this stuff from now. So Mm -hmm. he did those things and started to immerse himself so that when he heard me actually say, you can open up a thing coming out of school. He was like, wait a minute, I can do that? And then he pounced on it. Mm-hmm. Then he pounced on it, okay? And so I, I just think that's really important for you all to kind of hear this. Okay, n- number three, number three. And Kevin's going to talk about this a little bit more. He said, I said, so so what do you make? Listen, I know what he, he, he makes. The, the guy makes really good money because he has a solutions-based model, which I think we really need to, t- you know, we need to talk about. He has oh, I would love to. You, you know, model. This is what most healthcare professionals don't have. We have been trained to trade all of our time for money. That's the way that you were trained in school. Kevin's like less than a year out of school. He's less than a year out of being a licensed physical therapist. And he is currently running a solutions-based model. And he mm-hmm. says that, well, the amount I make, per it changes. Because- yeah. At the end of the day, we're trying to get people results. And yeah. if I get results fast, that's it. If I yeah. get your results, cool. Kevin, can you talk about that a little bit more? What does a solutions-based model actually looks like in your practice? Oh, man. Okay. I like to, when I, have, when I, when I explain this, I like to compare it to traditional, yeah. right? So the reason why is because I want people to, or, you know, those who are listening to this, I'm assuming are, are PTs or, 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 you know, even other healthcare practitioners. Um, traditionally, when someone comes in, they, first of all, the, the, you typically know you're going to see them for, 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 for a certain amount of sessions or you're saying, okay, whatever, based on this diagnosis, whatever, whatever. And we're really, we really just care about ADLs, right? Especially insurance-based, right? Hey, what are your ADLs? All right, cool. Great. I think I get you out X, X Y, Z, right? But even then, you are paid based on when they come in. Copay. Right. right. Every time they come in here, 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 here's my money, here's my money, here's my money. With a problem-based solution, they come in and the premise of our entire first appointment, I might not even take an MMT, I might not even take any single type of measurement. What I'm doing is figuring out what the heck they want to accomplish. And what I've realized in my short time doing this People do two things. They underestimate their abilities and they overestimate how long it takes. Mm. Say right? it again. Say it again. Two major things that people do. And this is almost like, this is 100%, right? I, people underestimate their abilities and they overestimate how long it takes, right? So I, with my, this is when I, okay, what, well, what's my expertise? My expertise is I know how. I know how relatively, you know, when do things, how fast things can heal? What do you need to do to be able to accomplish X, Y, Z to do, you know, how do you go from walk to run to sprint to the, you know, I know how long those things take. That is our expertise. That's what we spend our three, four years and beyond doing, right? We are essentially the catapult, the, the, the catalyst to them for the, to recover, right? Now, the business side of things is you go, okay, so let me over, you, you're here. I need to sell you that you're able to do this. And I'm not selling you on something that you don't want to accomplish, Greg. That is the thing that people think that they get nervous about when it comes to selling, right? I am not selling them on, on something they do not want to accomplish. I'm selling them on something that they don't believe they can accomplish. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? So once we get to that first point in our first, in our first uh, meeting and evaluation or consultation, whatever you want to call it, then we, we, uh, I charge based on the amount of time or effort or whatever it is that it's going to take to salt me for, for us to get from point from that point where they're at now to where they're where, where they want to be and accomplish that goal right you guys this is this is a solutions-based model this is yes. how um you're not charging them based off of the pieces oh. you're not charging them based off of your particular process you're not charging mm-hmm. them based off of the years of experience that you have you're nope. charging them based off of the result that you can get for them Yes. Yes. Now, Greg, the cool thing about it that I've experienced as a clinician versus a traditional is, first of all, every time they come in, they're not paying. 
because they've already paid because most of the time it's upfront or it's in a in small installment, right? right? You know, um, so there's that. And the cool thing about that is if they miss an appointment, I don't lose money, right? And if they miss an appointment, they feel bad. Mm. Traditionally, if they miss an appointment, they feel like they just saved the, the copay. Man, I, it, and they save time. It's mind blowing, bro. It's, it's incredible. It, 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 it's, it, it's incredible. Greg, they're literally like, I've, wor- I've worked in that. I've, I've done it. I did it. It's like, oh, I actually just saved an hour. Whew, thank God. And I saved, and I saved my $65 an hour, my $60 copay. Whew. No. It, you want to know what's so crazy? And you tell me, don't you feel like when you're, as, as therapists, as healthcare professionals, we, we say we don't want to sell, right? Okay. Don't you feel like you are doing so much more selling in the traditional way because every single time they didn't come in, it's like, we didn't get any money. And, and you feel like you have to beg people to come in. In this way, don't They're you feel you. different? They, my, my clients want, want to come in more, right? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Greg, it's incredible. Like, I'm like, hey, I actually got to slow people down. Hey, let's stick to the plan. You know, I got you. I promise. I, like, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, it's mind-boggling. And the average day you're seeing, you said five people? No, five uh, people. no. Average day can be anywhere from, uh, realistically, um, anywhere from three to seven. Three to seven people on an average day. Can you tell Mind you, Greg, sorry, I will want to add, mind you, that's because I created, and it's going to change, you know, ever so often. But right now, I, I only work Tuesday to Friday. You only work Tuesday to Friday? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you tell them what you charge as a solutions based? I know it's, it's not the same, but just- It's not the same. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. So on average, on average, a client, so if I take all the clients I have and give an average, it's probably around five, probably 5,000. 5,000 a client. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and do you remember our first ever conversation when- it was me <laughs> and Mike, and we yeah. got on the call what you were going to do when you opened up your practice. Because at that time, you had decided, I need to leave my J-O-B, but yep. we're going to do it in a different way. Do you want to tell them what you were going to charge? <laughs> Greg, it gets, I get nauseous when I think about it. I'm going to be honest. Like, I almost don't want to say it because I get nauseous. But, um, I, but full transparency, honestly, full transparency, I probably wouldn't have made it. You, yeah, so you, I, yeah. I, I, let me... so. To answer the question, I was going to go, hey, let me go $150 an hour for my eval and then $100 for a session, right? If I just take the clients that I've made that, that I have now, just, to, just the amount of clients I had now, because regardless, I was going to do cash pay. I wasn't going to do insurance, right? So I was going to do that. Uh, I, I really might have <laughs> just made $5,000. Maybe. See, yeah. For the last, since May 4th, that's what all I would have made if I would have done it the way that I would have done it. Yeah. Um, and to give you perspective on what, where I'm at, you know, where I'm at now, if I have 10 clients, you can do the math there. I'm, I've met half of my, uh, I've met half of my, essentially a little bit more than half of my overhead in less than two and a half months, a year overhead, a year, um, you know, overhead you guys. Okay. So this is so crazy because I, I have to say this. I remember our first call and during our call, I said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to look, I'm just trying to help these guys out and I'm trying to see, Hey, does it make sense for you to pay me? Look, guys, my programs are 30K. Okay. So it's like, it doesn't make sense uh, based on mm-hmm. what you guys want. So here's the deal. One of the first questions that I ask is like, what's your big goals? What's your dreams? I'll never forget you guys telling me in like three years, they were like, man, if we can make like 25,000 a month, <laughs> and they were serious, they, that would be epic. And by the way, I understand that many of you listening to this right now is like, that would be epic. $25,000 yeah. a month. By the way, they're not saying they want to do that off the bat. So I was like, I think I can help you guys do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I can actually do that. Now, um, you remember what you did in your first month of having a solution base? Do you remember how much you brought in? Yeah, um, let me do, let me do. Well, it was weird because the first like week we made 15. <laughs> so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember what the first month was. But yeah, the first we had a, we had a profit promise of 15,000, yeah. 
$15,000 in their first week. I mm-hmm. think I remember you guys telling me your first month, you did over 35,000. Yeah. Uh, you guys, listen, the solutions-based model is where you need to go. I hope that what uh, Kevin has told you so far has inspired you to understand there's a different way. There's just a different way you have to do healthcare. I, I want everybody to understand yeah. that we have a, I, I have much more things I want to ask you, but I yeah. want, I, I just want to pause here for a second. I want everybody to understand a couple of things. I think number one is physical therapy is not dead. Occupational therapy is not dead. Being a registered dietitian, that's not dead. Kevin, I deal with physicians right now that's like, oh man, the field's dead. No, it's not dead. The model you're working in is dead. The model you're working is trying to kill you. But the profession is amazing. When I hear that story of what you told me, of you being on the court, being one of the biggest games of your life, mm. having an icon, someone that we, all, if you're in basketball, like, like you love Doc. Like, bro, yeah. I, I mean, we love Spoke because we're both Heat fans. We love yeah. Spoke. But if we're ever going to get rid of Spo, which we're not, but if we're ever going to, you know, you know, during the time of the big three, we want to dock, right? Okay. Yeah. I have Doc come up to him and just, and, and just think of like, like all of what has happened. Like you guys, the, for him to get through that season, for him to continue to play after physical therapy is what did it for him. So yes. many of you, you have such amazing gifts and you're here saying your profession is dead. Your profession is not dead. The model you're working in is broken, it's antiquated, and it's a model from 1960. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck in it, and your resistance to change it, like what Kevin has done, is what's keeping you broke, frustrated, and miserable. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to understand that. And that's it. And you see that this man is working Tuesday through Friday, seeing anywhere between three to six people. <laughs> Doesn't seem like he's burned out. Seems like he's doing A-OK. You guys, he's not five years into his business. June, July, August, September. Greg, I, I, I went full-time. Remember, I was still working part-time when I opened. I went full-time July 15th. So I've only been fully active for two months. You guys, I hope you all are getting this. Now, uh, it's not all easy, though. That's one thing I do want to. No, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the hard stuff. Let's talk about yeah. some of the lessons you've learned. You've been in this now for, for about four months. Let's talk yeah. about the lessons that you have learned. So give us some tips, some different things that you yeah. want to share with the audience. Go ahead. Um, first, it's the, the first one that I, I always, whenever I've had a conversation, because for whatever reason, and you can appreciate this, Greg. Because I've decided to put myself in this platform, there's actually been underclassmen that have reached out to me and been like, hey, I have questions. So the first thing that I always I tell them is you have to decide what kind of business you want, right? Do you want a lifestyle business or do you want a, a, a business that kind of has employees and everything like that, right? If those, most people don't know what that means. Lifestyle is you have a business that suits the lifestyle you want. Right. So, for example, in my case, OK, I want to work Tuesday to Friday. I'm the I'm the only PT. I, um, I I manage my hours. Money gets made when I work, essentially. Right. Even though even though I have a problem, based, you know, it doesn't I have to see the clients. I have to see the patients. Business business is whenever you're able to you, you, you have an operation that works in its in itself and you can go take a nap and you're probably going to still make money. Right. right. Each one of them are a blessing. You just but can be a curse if you don't want to be in that one. Right. Right. So the first thing you have to decide is whether you, you are a business or a, a business business or a lifestyle business. And that's hard because that takes self-awareness. It takes reverse engineering and it takes constant communication with those who are dependent on you. Right. To make that decision on what's best for you. So that's the first thing that I always tell people, figure that out. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, the second thing is, it's hard, but it's the, what my favorite part about even what I'm doing. Greg, it's my favorite part about us having the, the businesses, the, or me having the business I have. The business grows as I grow. Mm. Hit me and up. I'm, talk, I'm talking, the more that I learn, man, the more, and I'm a curious person by nature, it is, it is 
My mom said I drove her crazy as a kid because all I did was ask questions. I, I to this day I'm it's it's a gift and a curse because I'm 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 a I'm a sponge for for knowledge, right? Which is why I probably didn't I don't fit in a traditional model because you kind of get asked not to ask questions. You kind of get told not to ask questions, right? But I am. So the more that I learn about business, about sales, about um, spiritual health, financial health, uh, f- physical health, emotional health, the more my business grows, right? But that's hard, right? It's hard. You got to start looking at your own insecurities, your own vulnerabilities, your own, your own issues that can limit the potential of your, my business. Right. But the beautiful thing about it is I essentially have a little bit more control or I have control about where we're headed versus me being so thirsty for the copay that the client has, that I'm hoping for the client to come in. That's hard. I love love that. Uh, But you know what you're doing? You're taking complete ownership. You're taking complete ownership and saying, look, this is on me. Mm -hmm. You want to know what you didn't say? You didn't say, Greg, the business grows as Medicare changes their rulings. (laughs) Business grows as my community grows in income for the average family. Greg, the business grows as more people um, find out about us. The business will grow based off of time, Greg. It'll grow. Let's just give it three more years and it'll be there. (laughs) All of those things are things that you have no control over. You have Mm -hmm. very little control. What Kevin said is the business will grow as I grow. As his capacity for what he's able to do grows, he will have a higher capacity for what his business can do. Yeah. As he improves in himself spiritually, emotionally, he will be able to handle the ups and downs of business mm-hmm. much easier. As his um, circle of people that he puts himself around expands, yeah. he will realize that, wow, I've done really well for myself, but I haven't really done anything yet because in my circle, wow, look at what these people are doing. So I think that's, that's so amazing. I also think uh, you you said, you said having a self-awareness to decide if you're going to have a lifestyle business versus, you know, um, a traditional term what's the term. Because I say business business, but I I feel like that's the wrong term. You know what? I think that's fine. I think, I think, you know, a lifestyle business versus a, a business where you're going to have employees, you know? Um, And so, you guys, I think you have to be very mindful of that. I think you just have to have the self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and, and, and understand. And Kevin, I got to be honest with you. I do believe that you are going to, you're going to have a, you're going to have a business that's going to have a place that you're just way too good to not have that. It's, it's going, it's going to happen. It's just right now. He understands, look, this is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm having a business that is providing for people. Amazing. It's also providing for me. And it's helping me get to where I want to get to. But um, eventually, this is a guy that wants to inspire people. When he asked me to be on a podcast, he just wanted to be on a podcast for one reason. It was to help you guys. Like, he ain't trying to, like, he's not, that's all he wanted to do. So this is a guy that wants to just help people. And Kevin, what's going to happen is that you're going to have, whether it's a business, this, that, because you want to help a lot of people. You just don't want to destroy yourself in the process. No, Greg. Greg, I, I, you'll you'll appreciate this because uh, the question is well that I hope maybe that they're asking is well, Kevin, why don't you want to be a, why do I don't you want to do a business business right now then, right? Right. The answer is actually because it's, I I've thought about it a lot. Right. The answer is well, I I realize that in this part of my life, I am enjoying the aspect of branding and marketing. Mm. Now, now, what does that mean? We love sports, right? right. We're, my, we're heat lifers. Greg all, Greg, all day. Do you know what I see? So my company is Swiss Physical Therapy and Performance. You know what Swiss Physical Therapy and Performance is? It's Miami Heat. Right. I treat my business like it's a franchise. Like, right. not franchise meaning that we're going to grow a bunch of businesses. I mean, franchise like the, my, you know, the organization of Miami Heat. And you know who I am? I'm not, I'm not Mickey Arison. I am because I own the company, right? But from a day to day, you know, you know who I act like? I act like Dwayne Wade. Mm. Talk to me about this. Right. So I, I understand that lifestyle business, I have to grow and, I, and I'm enjoying the challenge. Mind you, the challenge 
because I've had to take away my insecurities, even on jumping on this podcast and sharing my stories. And, and I'm that guys, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, right? That <laughs> that takes a level of, you know, but I enjoy the challenge of saying, let me build that brand. Right. Right. And but I also represent this franchise, this organization of Swiss Physical Therapy and Performance. Mm. Right. So it allows me to go, okay, Dwayne Wade can't play in NBA unless he's playing for Miami Heat, right? But Dwayne Wade can be Dwayne Wade and represent his own brands and uh, have uh, ambassadorships or have uh, marketing or have a brand, something that can make him passive income or income come 10 years later right. or sooner right? without the direct correlation of, of, of Miami Heat. Right. I love right? this. I love this. I love this. And the best part about it, best part about it, Greg, do you know why Dwayne Wade is so marketable? Because he's so freaking good at basketball. Right. So no matter what, even I had to get over this, like, oh, well, you're just doctors aren't supposed to market themselves or or brand themselves or be proud of this XYZ and try to make money off of their trade, right? I was like, that's a bunch of baloney. Like it's a bunch of baloney because that's unfair. Because the premise of me being able to do anything is built on the foundation that I get my clients better. Okay, let's, 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 let's unwrap all this. There's so many amazing lessons here. Uh, I, I want you all to understand. So my, my history uh, as a physical therapist, there was a time where I was working on the tour, on the tennis tour. Mm-hmm. My dream was always to be the physical therapist for the, for the Miami Heat, right? But yeah, mine too, mine too. I, yeah, so, so that, <laughs> and I wanted to be the Jay Sable of the Miami Heat. All right. Yeah. I ended up moving up here to Tampa. I started working with the tennis tour. One of the things that I saw during my time with the tennis tour and the people that I was working with, two of the ladies that I was working with, their biggest competitors was Venus and Serena Williams. Okay. Now I want to talk about them a little bit on what you just said. Venus and Serena at that time were kind of at the top of tennis, right? But mm-hmm. then what they did, and they just did it too fast, is that they started going into other ventures but didn't understand that the, the other ventures were only because of their ability to be amazing as tennis players. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that they went and they started doing design. They started doing this, they started doing that. And the, and the, and the ladies that I worked with, one of the ladies I worked with actually became number one. Now, was she better than Serena? She's listening. She, she, she wasn't better than Serena, but she was number one. Why? Because Serena took her focus off of the thing that made her get all the other opportunities. I'm bringing that now back to what Kevin just said, is that, listen, number one is that I recommend for all of you, if you're coming out of school, what I recommend for you to do is exactly what Kevin's doing. I recommend for you to start a lifestyle business. Okay. And a lifestyle business is he's working on his craft of being a really great um, results-driven therapist. That's number one. He's also building his brand. Mm-hmm. marketing himself as a guy who solves problems, number mm-hmm. two. But the only reason why people want to pay attention to them is because he's solving their problems. His mm-hmm. gift is physical therapy. Serena's gift is tennis. Mm-hmm. Dwayne's gift was being able to shoot a hoop. Mm-hmm. And because he did that well, it created all these other opportunities, whether he wanted to go and work at the front office of the Miami Heat, which he didn't do whether he wanted to now be a part owner for another team that would have never happened if he was Dwayne Wade, not being the basketball player that he is. And because of that, you guys, what he's been able to do is when you start to move up in these rankings, you're able to resonate with the people that are working for you because you've done it. The reason why I can coach you all is because I've done it. (laughs) And more importantly, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you that are listening to this and you're like, man, I want to get started, but it's just daunting to me to Mm -hmm. think I need to have a business with six, seven, eight, nine employees. You don't have to do that. And I don't even recommend for you to do that when you are starting. But what you do need to understand is that a, you need to have a business model that will work for you and give guys, there's people that have eight, nine employees and they're making pennies or they're not even profitable. Mm-hmm. I'm in masterminds where there are people that are making 15, 20, 25 million dollars a year and they are not profitable. Mm-hmm. You need to have a business model that works. 
Mm. You got to have a business model that works and you should have a business model that works for you. And once it works for you, and then you start to have profit and capital and you're learning the process of a delivering these results to people, which really that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Then once you have that, it's going to set you up to be able to then grow and expand in whatever way you want to do. Mm -hmm. So for Kevin, I'm just telling you right now, Kevin has a few different options. He can go and he can actually create a business business and say, you know what, I'm going to start to scale this and I'm going to actually start to have team members and this and that. So it allows me to not have to do, you know, all the aspects and processes of the business. He's branding himself in a really good way in his community to where people are like, this guy solves problems. Now, I know he's really good at solving problems when it comes to me being broken, but this guy's a problem solver. So now he's branding himself to where there's going to be opportunities that are going to come his way that when those opportunities come, guys, this is like like how Dwayne Wade gets sponsorships from Nike or Mm -hmm. from this. That's what's going to happen. But you guys, man, I hope you guys are getting this. This is literally how it works. This is what you do. And I think that many of you think that the only way this can happen for you is if you slave yourself and you work for the man for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, and then these opportunities will, will show up. It doesn't have to be that way. You can actually have this from now. Man, Greg, uh, incredible uh, because it's, it's, it's so true. It's so true because I also want people to realize like it's all perspective too. You know, like I look at where I'm at as a this is my this happens to be my um my career and it's funny we say that like everyone you just you just said the word career like i didn't know that no 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 i mean like my mba career this is my mba career right so i have 17 you know if i use Dwayne wade he played for 16 years but let's say okay i have 17 years or whatever unless you're lebron and plays 40 but i have this many time and i am going to maximize this time as much as possible right and therefore, okay, if I become my own, I have my own brand, my own things, not only can I help people by physical therapy, which is what my trade is, but if I'm able to eventually be able to partner with companies and things like that, that align with me, I can also help people in that way because I have those connections. Right. So again, the premise of it is to help people, right? But I can do it in different ways if I market and brand myself appropriately down the line. So right now, if you look at myself like a, like a 2K player, if you play video games like NBA 2K. Right? Just came, I, yeah, I just me. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. came out. So you know what? My, my average, technically, I might be really good at basketball, right? Or quote unquote PT. But my average from a from a from everything, I'm still low. I'm still a you know. You come out like a sixty average, Greg. Right. I don't shy away from that. But there's so much happiness that comes from progress. I don't aim for perfection. I aim for progress. That's where happiness lies, right? So there's something so exciting once I graduated PT school to be like, oh my, I'm in career mode now. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, let's go. Oh, I don't need permission. Oh, let's go. Like, let's go. And that always excited me. I think I think you guys um, you guys really need to go back and listen to those last uh, three or four minutes there. Uh, you you need to be much. You guys, if there's anything I want you to take away from today's podcast, I would say is this. And by the way, this is not just for new grads of um, this is for no. any of You guys need to understand that you need to be much more strategic with your career. You guys need to treat yourself like a professional athlete. You you know something that I did? So so, so I want to tell you something. This actually changed my career as a physical therapist. It was in 2010. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a story. Kev, I'm giving you a story. Y'all, hopefully you don't mind. This is going to be a long podcast. This is just me and my student just rapping right now. Okay. So in 2010, uh, I, I was working in insurance-based model, right? Had my own clinic, you know, cl- uh, clinics, working in insurance-based model. And there was a dude that came in and basically was like tripping, right? Like, like he was tripping. He didn't want to pay his copay, okay? Mm-hmm. I was doing the whole copay, da-da-da-da, whatever, okay? And this dude didn't want to come in. So he came, he, he did come in the first time. And then the second time he said, hey, listen, man, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I was like, what? like, bro, just give me some more time, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. You guys, this is brutal, right? Guy ended up going to a chiropractor, um, said, hey, he just put down a $3,000, uh, a $3,000 plan of care with his chiropractor. Basically, chiropractor did a, I guess his solutions-based model. And, I, and that was when it clicked for me, okay? But here's something that I did from that day mm-hmm. that changed my entire trajectory as a physical therapist. 
Hmm. I said that from then on, I was going to start treating every single patient as a professional athlete, like how I treat, how I treated Jennifer, how I treated Justine, Marty, and James. Those are the people that I worked with. Every person, I was going to give them the opportunity to get professional athlete care. And every single recommendation I made for them was assuming that they were someone that took their stuff so seriously, mm-hmm. their health, what they wanted out of their life. And I said, I'm going to behave like this is Justine. It's, instead of it being Gertrude, I'm going to say, I'm going to act like this is Justine Hennon, the former number one player in the world. And she's now retired and she wants to be at a high level. And mm-hmm. what I did from that day on, I'm and Kevin, I'm telling you this as well. Yeah. I have the mindset that every single person that I work with is a professional athlete. Yeah. yeah. They were, they're either currently one yeah. or they were one and they don't want to live at any average level. And I want to mm-hmm. tell you that that catapulted my career. It catapulted mm-hmm. my income, everything, just treating people like they were serious. Okay. Now with that said, now I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those of you that are listening right now, you need to treat your career like you are a professional athlete. You only have a certain shelf life within your career. So I want you all to just think of why I push this solutions-based business so much. Kevin right now is in year one of his career. He's in career mode, y'all. He's in career mode. He's in year one. Here's what he's not doing in year one. In year one, he's like, you know what? I need to have strategy on my career, my entire career. So I'm not going to come out the gate in year one and just, just, blow through this and just, oh my God, I'm going to see 95 patients a day. No, 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 no. He's like, no, man, listen, listen, I want to be a legend. Mm -hmm. I want to be a legend. You want to know what legends have y'all legends have time on their side. There's nobody that's a legend that's been in the game for two years. If you're going to be a legend, (laughs) you got to be 15, 20, 25 years in the game. That's legends. That's why Kobe is Kobe. That's why D-Wade is D-Wade. That's why Bronny is Bronny. Mm-hmm. That's why. You see those guys that he has in the back, for those of you watching on YouTube, the three of those guys, what are they? Legends. Why are they legends? It's because they were in the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Many of you have, ha- you have zero strategy on what you're going to do with your career. So you're literally coming in and you have no strategy on how you're going to do this. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? Year one, year two, year three. Year four, I'm going to set this up to be a lifestyle, a lifestyle business. Mm-hmm. I, want, I, I need to set this model up so it works really good for me, but I got to set myself up that as I'm learning all these things and I'm branding myself and whatnot, I'm going to be around for year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, he might be doing something totally different. He might be having a bunch of sponsorships. He might be at partnerships. Swish PT might be a franchise. He might have 10, 15 locations that he has for franchisors. You guys getting this? You, you have to have a strategy for your career. Mm-hmm. No one has strategy. They have no strategy. So what's happening is that some of y'all, you're six months out. You're like, yeah, I'm done with this. You have no, you have no strategy. <laughs> you have no strategy. Yeah. You went into it. You went to college. You busted your butt. You got in the league. You got to where you wanted to be. And now the thing that you wanted out of your life is becoming your biggest nightmare. Mm. Why do you have zero strategy for your career? Do I need to I, say? I, I'm a I'm a huge reverse engineer guy, man. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a huge reverse engineer. Think yeah. about where you want to go. Luckily, there's been probably somebody who's done it done it before you, and and your job is to try to figure out and do it a little bit better. Yeah. So, so you have the steps there, but you have to align yourself with people who have done it, aka the you know like. Greg Todd has done a version of what I'm doing. So therefore, man, it would be probably smart if I aligned myself, you know, somebody of similar um, that can provide those answers that you you literally don't know what you don't know. Uh, And so that's, and that allows you the, not the permission or the validation, but the example, like that's important. And then you do it your way because you're, you're different. I'm a different human being than Greg. So therefore it's, it's already going to be different. Right. Okay. So I, I think, I think this is important as I go into my second to last, you know, question. Mm-hmm. You you went into a thirty thousand dollar program with me, mm-hmm. and I remember after I told you guys, hey, this is what you know you can do if you work with me. 
it didn't take you guys more than a day for you to say, hey, we're in. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people, there's people that are 20 years out and they're like, oh my gosh, I can never be in a $30,000 program. It's crazy. Yeah. You did it. Less than yeah. a year out of school. Would you say, so here's my question to you. Would you say because you're treating your career as a career and there's strategy behind it, was that the reason why you were able to do that with such little internal resistance? Or maybe you can enlighten me on what, what made you do it? Am I, am I going to blow your head up? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, genuinely, it goes back to our first part of the interview. I knew what I want to do for a long time. And it was the first time in 10 years that somebody taught me something that that made me stay up at night for like, you know, for 24 hours, you know, when like, because I had learned a lot of my, on my, you know, not on my own meaning, like I had learned, I had absorbed content or ideas through my own, you know, uh, traction or my own discipline. But when we had that conversation, it was the first time in a while where I said, oh, wait, I think there's a lot more I can grab from this person. And so that was, you had answered immediately, even without me signing up for anything. The biggest thing I took from you was even before I paid. Right. Which is incredible. The biggest thing I've taken for you was even before I paid. And then it's been able to grow since then. But it, it, it gave me the confidence to go. Okay, if I know this is a long journey, right? I, this is someone I want by my on my on my in my corner. Uh, I I think I think there's a couple of things that um, I will say with regards to that. Number one is many of you have to understand that your job right now, especially for those of you that are getting started, is just to serve people and help people. Kevin told you, like, when I'm doing a sales call or a strategy call or whatever you want to call it, my job is just to help the person. I'm not trying to hide anything from my job is to help you. Okay. Now, some people, and by the way, that's it. When I do, when I say strategy call, it is a strategy call. It's like, look, here's a strategy. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. This is what I'm okay. But then after at the end of the call, it's like, hey, I have solutions that can help you execute out those things that that you want to do. And if you want to do it, you do it. Great. If you don't, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the big things, and this is what I'm I'm challenging every single one of you that's listening to this podcast, what Kevin said, said that I knew what I wanted in my life. And I knew that I wanted more than what I was getting. (laughs) And a lot of you, you know you want more. A lot of you have now you're actually reconditioning your mind to say, maybe I didn't want that. Maybe I could settle for this. But he said, no, 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 no. I want more. And when you know what you want, everything gets easier. Okay, well, what am I willing to do to get what I want? Mm-hmm. Some people are what I call wit it. And wit it is W-I-T, whatever it takes. So for them, they're like, yo, what do I need to do? Who do I need to know? Who do I need to link up with? Who, who do? And it just it's so simple. But when you don't know what you want, you just negotiate all day, all this nonsense, because you really don't know what you want anyways. And I can tell you this right now. You can go back to books from 1910, 1920, Napoleon Hill books, this, that, da, da, da. The biggest thing that you all can do for yourself to ensure success is to have definitiveness of purpose and know this Mm -hmm. is what I want. And Mm -hmm. when you know that, it makes it so much easier for you to start to attract and say yes to people that can help you get what you want. But if you don't know what you want, I can't help you. Mm. I cannot mm. help you. Can't. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I don't even want to take your money because it's not going to make sense because you don't even know what you want. Kevin, okay. can you tell the people um, where they can find you and tell them? Yeah, just tell them where they can find you, where they can follow you, and and all that other good stuff. It's it's so really, I, like I, like Greg mentioned, I'm just here to whoever can take any kind of information from my story. And, and I mean, I guess if I were, I don't even have to give anything, but if I were to give something, it would be at Doctor Coach Kev on Instagram. That's really all. You awesome. know, and, and if you have questions for me, anything like that, I 
I, I do want to add a, a last little tidbit um, for those who are interested in opening or, 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 you know, I was told one time from an insurance based was, well, what are you going to do for those who can't afford it? And I used to go to sleep, like thinking about this question so much. I'd be like, as if I should feel bad for it. Right. Well, what if your business will cost a little bit more? What, what if people can't afford it, can't afford it, can't afford it? And what I started to realize was there's people out there that are, so there's those who can't afford it, right? And then there's those who are willing to pay and invest in their money, but are being forced to be put in this system of those who can't afford it. So mm. I, I had to rethink and go, no, no, no. I am now the solution for those who want to put money into themselves, but don't want to be in the system of those who can't afford it. So the difference between fine dining and fast food, right. fast food is, it's, hey man, it's out there. Go, go get your fast food. Hey, I mean, I don't, we don't advise it, obviously, but you got my point It's like, right. it's quick, it's fast, it's cheap, go do it. Right. The, I am not fast food. I'm fine dining. And when you go to a fine dining experience, once you've made that commitment, you already know it might be, it might, it upfront might be a little bit more money upfront, but we can go into the psychology that another time upfront. It's more money technically. Right, because eighty-five dollars a copay versus a five thousand dollars package—that's right. the number. But you're getting experience, results, customer service, and relationships, and that is the difference between a problem-solving and a tra- and a traditional. And we're not competing with each other. This is a, this is abs- that that right there is absolutely amazing, you guys. What Kevin just said is that there's a group of people out there that are being underserved <laughs> and they're being underserved in the most like crazy way. Can mm-hmm. you believe that the solutions based market is saturated? <laughs> no, I'm an enigma. I mean, right. my, in my location, I'm an enigma. Yeah. And there are people that are like, thank God this finally exists. I just, I just got asked to go somewhere that's two hours away, Greg. I was because they don't have someone like that that's two hours away. Right. That's it right there, you guys. That's it. There's fast food. There's fine dining. And what mm-hmm. is happening is that there's a lot of people that want to go to fine dining that have been subjected to having to go to fast food every single day. And they're like, gosh, I just, I just want to be able to, I, I want to value myself. And mm-hmm. I want to have someone that values what I want as bad as what as bad as what I want for myself. And I yep. just want to have someone that is a professional that can come along that journey with me. And mm-hmm. I'm being subjected to having to go to Burger King every single day. Facts. Don't, I don't want to have to do that. I want to go to Premier. And mm-hmm. you all are out there and have the ability to do it. And you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing it. And uh, bro, that right there is so fire. Can I add one more thing to it? Please do. Something my brother told me the other day. Now, I'm originally from Jamaica. And Jamaica is a third world country. Uh, the average pay salary-wise in Jamaica, I think in, in the United States, it's like $54,000 what the average family you know, makes. Uh, in Jamaica, it's like 3000 US. Okay? Now, here's the crazy thing. In Jamaica, you know what everybody has? <laughs> So it's so funny because there's people that don't have any money. There's people even here in the States. You can live in the hood. You can live where they they ain't no funds. But it's so funny because actually the iPhone 14 is coming out. Uh, it's coming out, uh, I think, on Friday. And you guys realize that it starts at $850. It goes up to $1,500. So here's the deal. The deal is that don't ever tell me this thing about money. Everybody gets what they want. Yeah. Everybody gets what they want. Yes. You can go right now to the hood and every single broke person will have an iPhone. You want to know why? Because they value that. <laughs> they value that. So they make sure they got an iPhone. Okay. I can tell you right now, there were people that were clowning me because I was wearing, by the way, I'm not into shoes or whatever. A lot of people are into that, but I was wearing Jordans, but I was wearing like an older version of Jordans. And there's people, I kid you not, on TikTok that were clowning me in, from the hood. They were like, oh my gosh, you don't even have the right. They're, 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 they're. Listen, because they value that. They yeah. value that. So at the end of the day, don't tell me what people can or can't afford. 
It's what people value and what they don't value. Okay. If I want it, I'm going to get it. If you want it, you're going to get it. You went to school, right? <laughs> Wait, did you pay for it all? Because, because you want it because you value that. Mm -hmm. so, so just understand that, you guys. Kevin, this has been amazing. This has been amazing. I'm so proud of you. I hope you are the catalyst for a lot of other new grads to understand that, look, a lot of people are doing cash-based in this, but there's very few people that are doing solution-based, just people in my world of my coaching. But you're a new grad and you've done absolutely wonderful. And I'm just proud of you. Tell Mike I'm proud of him as well. Just proud of what you guys are doing. And uh, thank you for being on the podcast, bro. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you. For real. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Till next time. Thank you.